You're listening to the Financial Freedom with Real Estate Investing podcast, hosted by Garrett Lynch and Michael Blanc, where we talk all about how you can achieve financial independence through apartment building investing. Whether you're just starting out or you want to scale your syndication business, this is the show for you. Hey, dealmakers, and welcome to the show where it's all about financial freedom with real estate. Our Dealmaker Bootcamp is coming up this coming January 27 to 29 in Orlando, Florida. And really what it is, it's a simulation of a first deal. And I want to talk to you about the importance of simulating stuff as you're getting into multifamily investing. And we're going to do it at a very high, at a very large scale, where you're really going to experience what it's like to do your first deal. We're the only ones that have ever had these kinds of events. They're very difficult to put on. And we're going to talk about it here today, but there's some principles you can learn from simulating uh, things that you can do, even if you don't go to the event. That is at dealmakerbootcampevent.com. Check that out. Grab your tickets as well. I want to give a shout out to Mike and Van Atta from LinkedIn, who said, I recently read your book and found it very useful and inspirational. That book is The Financial Freedom with Real Estate Investing, which of course is the title of this podcast as well. On our book, by the way, we just crossed a thousand reviews on Amazon. So thank you so much for everyone who has read and provided us reviews. Mike goes on to say, while I'm still getting my head around some of the specifics, I actually analyzed my first deal and had a great call with a broker, which is great, Mike. Thanks for taking action. Thanks for sharing that with us on LinkedIn. I also want to shout out people who have done deals. And this one uh, is from Michael Keller and Brock Mergist. And uh, Michael Keller is actually a mentoring student of ours. His mentor is Jeremy Lemire. The two of them closed on a 384-unit deal. That is a, that's staggering. Uh, $43 million years, man, that was just a tad smaller than the last deal we did. And they raised 12.2. That is impressive, Michael and Brock. Really, really impressive. And that is one of the benefits of working with a full-time mentor, such as Jeremy Lemire as well. So if you're interested in our mentoring program, check that out at themichaelblanc.com forward slash mentor. And you think it might be right for you, schedule a call and uh, and see uh, where that might lead you as well. So with that, I want to kind of get into some of the, the the elements of the Dealmaker Bootcamp. The reason we did it is for several things that I want to talk about here in the podcast today. There are certain things we noticed uh, successful new investors have done over and over again. And that's really what I want to talk about is, and we bring a lot of those things together in the Dealmaker Bootcamp. And to help us with this, we have Drew Niffen, the president of Nighthawk Equity. And not only is he here because he manages our 2000 plus units, but he also was one of our early mentors and actually uh, still to this day mentors other students. So he knows kind of what's working and what's not. And also he's going to be presenting the actual first deal simulation in Orlando as well. So I thought it may be really good for bringing Drew on. Drew, how's it going today? Hey, Michael. Glad you're back on the show. Yeah. So we're always trying to figure out what makes new investors successful and what accelerates their learning and their success. And and clearly working with a mentor is one of those things. It's not the only thing that does that. One of the things that I found early on was uh, simulating something. Uh, and I, I know I've heard Robert Kiyosaki talk about the cone of learning. If you Google the cone of learning or Robert Kiyosaki cone of learning, we'll maybe put a link to it in the in the show notes. But it's really, it talks about after two weeks what do we tend to remember, right? So for example, reading. So 10% of what we read two weeks ago will remember, or or only 10% of the people 
whatever. You know what I mean? 14 days. Now, you don't remember much, right? The next one up is hearing words. When you hear something, that's why Audible is so is so important or, or, or podcasts. Looking at pictures, visual is higher. 30% of what we see, we retain after 14 days. And then it kind of goes up a little bit more where like looking at an exhibit or watching a demonstration, right? It's 50% retention. And if you get more engaged, so you're giving a talk or you're, you're, you're uh, participating in a discussion, 70% uh, you, will you retain? And as you go up in the cone of learning, the thing, of course, that has the highest retention is doing the real thing. Doing the real thing and just under the highest in number in the number two position is simulating the real experience. So 90% of what we retain in a simulation, we retain what we do in a simulation. This was what inspired the Dealmaker Bootcamp because in there, we basically simulate what it's like to do a first deal all the way from finding it, role-playing with a with a broker. What do you say? What scripts do you use? How do you then analyze the deal? How do you make the offer? Uh, how do you get it under contract? What are some negotiation? And we kind of throw some twists and turns at them. Same thing in due diligence. What is the process of due diligence? How do you not lose money during due diligence? What do you do in what sequence? How do you then, my goodness, raise this money, right? How do you deal with an SEC attorney? All those things that you deal with in a, in a live deal, we will do in two days. In sunny Orlando, January 27th to 29th, it's powerful. We've done it about four times before, and it is really impactful because it just makes you retain and makes that thing so, so real. So Drew, I'm really excited that you're going to be presenting that case study. Yeah, I'm excited to do it. I've been uh, working on the the sessions and the presentations the last couple of weeks. And as you said, just literally for me going back and going through, how do I look at a property condition report? How do I look at an OM? How do I read through the BS that can exist within a rent roll or the financial statements? I actually saw some BS in, in, the, in the deal that we're going to be working on, right? And you have to know that and then you have to unwind it and you have to figure out what is the real NOI, what is real value. And so for me, going back to the building blocks of doing a deal, uh, looking through this stuff, I'm simulating a real deal. And of course, this is a deal that you know we, we've actually done. We've actually bought this property. And so we, we know, you know how it works and what doesn't work. And in simulation is fantastic. It really prepares you to do the real thing. Uh, I'm super excited about the event uh, coming up soon, Michael. There's other things that we teach, and you maybe even heard us on, on the podcast as well. There's other things that we, we basically simulate things. So here's some examples that come to mind. For example, we have this idea of a throwaway market. Okay, The idea of a throwaway market is that when you're just getting out and you're maybe not so confident about yourself and you you pick up the phone and you call a broker, right? And you say, say some dumb thing like, hey... I'm a new investor and maybe you could send me some deals. And then what does the what does the broker say? Sure. Right. Or tell me your experience. <laughs> then you have very little experience and you don't know how to pivot, right? And yeah. so you you look yeah, yeah. a little bit silly that first time, but that's okay. It's a it's it's your throwaway market, right? It's a throwaway market, right? So it's it's a way to practice and you're especially practicing and simulating the real thing. And the same thing, another way to do it is just by visiting properties. So especially if your you know, comfort zone ends at a quad, like that's the biggest thing you can think yourself doing. Well, maybe visit a 20 unit. You know, and and you get there, and you're kind of like you know biting your nails. Oh my god, look how big this this thing is! And you tour it, and you know you spend a couple hours, and all of a sudden you're like, huh, that quad is small. I think I could probably do a ten unit. You know, so you're simulating an experience of doing a property tour, right? Or or the or a similar. A similar scenario is, hey, you know that um, your home market, we, we like people to work in their home market if they can, because it's easy to do there. You're familiar with it. Your investors are probably familiar with it. But let's say your home market is too expensive, right? And you know the ideal market that you want to work on is a plane flight away. Well, then your throwaway market is your home market because you can do site visits and, and visit deals to your 
blue in the face, right? Because it's easy. And then once you go and do your real site visit on that real deal where you have an LOI, you've gone through it a couple of times. You have a couple at-bats, so to speak. And, and that can make a huge difference in your confidence. And that's exactly right. So I, I love the idea of throw a market, like you, like you said. And then uh, the other thing where we simulate something is a sample deal package. And we, we talk about it in our book and talk about it on the podcast, right? Sample deal package is basically an investor package on a real deal with actual pictures in it and numbers. Uh, it's an investor package. The only thing is, well, you don't have it on a contract. So uh, it's kind of a fake deal, but it's a real deal. But the point is you, you use it as a conversation piece uh, with the investors and that opens up the conversation. Right, right. And of course, we do this in our real life all the time, right? If you're in a play, you do a dress rehearsal before the curtains really open, right? And as mentors, sometimes I'll do role playing with the with the mentoring students. And we'll all pretend to be the broker and kind of the tough broker that doesn't want to give out the deal. And and you'll see people sort of stumble through the first couple of times. And then they sort of figure out how do you respond to these questions. And so that's the kind of reps we want to give at the event in January is, you know, how do you respond to these questions? How do you evaluate these deals? so that you don't get frozen, so that you have the confidence to move forward. Because at the end of the day, I think confidence is one of the most difficult ingredients in the whole deal. You know, you can, you can do the analysis, you can find the deal, maybe you can find the investors, but can you find confidence in yourself to go under contract? Well, confidence is everything because people react to you and your confidence or lack of your confidence, right? So if you don't have confidence, you'll get the questions from the broker about what your experience is, and then they'll probably ask you for proof of funds, which you don't have. Therefore, you just sound like a newbie. And you and, and the only reason you did that is because you didn't deliver the words you used with enough confidence. Same thing with investors. They'll ask, you know, what your experience is, and that's what they do when they when you don't appear confident. Therefore, the only way you can get confidence is by building skill, right? And think of anything you've ever done in your life Right, you, you're not going to be confident when you first start anything. I mean, just think of anything that you started. But when you get a little better, your confidence starts going going higher. And so, in this particular world, knowledge is key, but practice is even better. So, once you learn something, especially for example, like analyzing deals, you got to practice it. And so, whatever you're doing, you got to practice analyzing deals. And we're going to do a lot about at the at the boot camp. But the point is, you want repetition, which is also also why we're talking about the throwaway market, where you're talking to repeatedly to brokers. And it doesn't matter if you give a bad first impression. So, in the beginning, when you're first starting out, it's all about practice, repetition, and it's not so important on the actual outcome of that activity. Right. I'll, I'll throw in one more thing too, Michael. It's about networking and who you're around. Right. So, as you know, my my old career, I had a Fortune 500. You know, job and finance, and I basically left it all to go rent single-family homes. And my family thought I was nuts, right? You, you sort of, you sort of went off the deep end. And I, I love the phrase: "You are the average of the five people you spend the most time around," right? And so, if all the people think you're crazy, you might start to think you're crazy. But if you're getting a chance to network with other people that are doing multifamily, that also believe that getting that first deal is getting your hand on the economic rung of financial freedom, right? And you meet those people and you spend time with them and you know what they're up to and you see them putting out LOIs, all of a sudden, hey, I'm not so crazy. I have a network of people who know this in their bones and believe this can work. And maybe I've been at you know an event and I've talked to people who actually quit W-2s through this stuff and it becomes real. And so now you have the network, you have the confidence, you have those contacts to keep you in the game when you might otherwise peel out. Well, your network is super important. And there's, there's, there's really three, one, two, three kinds of people you want in your network. One is you want to surround yourself with peers. These are people who are at or around your level because you might appear crazy. 
to others, right? Especially like your family and your friends who are like, this guy's gal has gone off the deep end. What's this person doing? Got, trying to go after multi, multi-million dollar uh, buildings. And and you may not actually get a lot of support, which I've discovered many people support. So you have to you have to surround yourself with like-minded people and you meet them, for example, at live events, conferences, or in online forums. Ours is called a Dealmaker Mastermind. Uh, you can find out more about it at uh, themichaelblank.com forward slash DMM. So Dealmaker Mastermind. The second one is a level of people who are above you. These are advisors, mentors, things of that nature. These are people who have done what you want to do. And these are people you lean on for for support, for example. So those are also important. Uh, whether you pay for them or they're unpaid, you should have one or more advisors. And the third one is partners. I mean, we talk about partnering in this business all the time. In fact, if you're doing this on your own, stop, find a partner, right? Because you're going to invariably have certain strengths and with that certain weaknesses, and you can find someone who has the exact opposite strengths and weaknesses of you. So if you love spreadsheets, you know, and are detail oriented, you can, but you're kind of an introvert and really don't love the idea of, you know, going out and raising money from strangers. Well, you can be assured there is your counterpart out there who hates spreadsheets and is not detail oriented and has the gift of gab. So you want to you want to uh, find people with that, and you're going to have a plenty of uh, chances to, of course, network at this boot camp as well as other live events as well. Yeah, I, I was just thinking about to one of the people I met at Dealmaker Live back in in Dallas, and, and he's he's the gift of gab guy, right? So he literally every day goes to the country club and hangs out with people and talks up their deals like that's at this job. And then the other guy is like kind of just a spreadsheets dude. He finds the deal and he crushes it. He sort of enforces, you know, the various parts of the deal, but they are different personalities, but together they're great because it's finding deals, finding money and marrying them together. And if you can do that in that partner, you know, within your network, it it can make all the difference. Yeah, that's exactly right. And you mentioned Dealmaker Live, just so there's no confusion. That is a different event. We have two live events, Dealmaker Bootcamp, which in January, which is a simulation. That's a hands-on workshop. Uh, we actually make you work and sweat. Okay, This is not vacation time, though afterwards you can probably take your kids to Disney World. Dealmaker Live on the Hunters, our annual conference, happens in, in Dallas uh, June 2nd through 4th, where it'll be next year. We already have... Uh, we already have some great lineup of speakers lined up, but that's kind of where you have different kinds of uh, speakers speaking and you're going to learn a lot, but it's not a hands-on thing like the Dealmaker Bootcamp. So that is an important distinction, but yeah, thank you for that. Yeah. The one thing I love about the bootcamp so much is how intimate it is, right? We keep the group kind of small. You're sitting around, you know, circular tables, you're working as a team, you're analyzing the spreadsheets together, you're making decisions together. We should or should not submit an LOI. We should counter, we should you know, make a second phone call, you know, with insurance to figure out this issue. So it's, it's very granular. It's very specific. It's very team oriented. And that kind of experience, as you said before, is really gives you so much confidence and isn't something you can find somewhere else. So I love that about this event. Yeah. And even if you're not going, right, the idea is the same. How can you create a group around you, right? So create your own mastermind around you of people you network with at events or wherever and just have four or five people around you. And we kind of kind of force it in in the boot camp. We also facilitate it in in our Dealmaker Mastermind. But this small group thing is so important. We don't want to drop you in a group of a thousand people. You're like, well, where do I start? So start by creating a small group around you. In fact, a lot of people uh, stay in touch after, after these events as well. Michael, talk about process because I know you know one of the first things that overwhelmed me when I was buying apartment buildings was there are so many things to do to buy the apartment building, and I didn't know which one to do first or how to get it all done. And, and so the idea of having a process I found is one of the more important parts to doing this with confidence. 
Yeah, there is method to our madness. Uh, we call it a dealmaker blueprint. We've had it for years, but we actually named it and actually articulated it. <laughs> but it's super useful because it's a very deterministic step-by-step process. And I'm, I'm, as you guys know me, I'm a very analytical kind of guy. It's like, don't give me a bunch of uncertainty. Just tell me exactly what you want me to do in what sequence. And that's what the dealmaker blueprint is. And we'll be, we're going to be following that in the bootcamp as well. But uh, you know, if you go to if you go to dealmakercertification.com, you can see the the dealmaker blueprint there. I think you can download a PDF of that. Um, we go through more of it also in podcast episode two six two. So check that out in your podcast apps. It was a little while ago. It was episode 262. And I kind of go deep on the blueprint because it kind of gets you where you are right now, not having done a deal to what do you do first? We talk about building a, a network, a support network, talk about uh, analyzing deals, the sample deal package, you know, the mechanics leading up to your first deal, the law of the first deal, and then scaling your portfolio, right? So those are very important steps. And, and, and we do follow our procedure because you want to follow a well-known process that other people have done. And, you know, you want to... Uh, avoid the big expensive mistakes as well. So why not follow a process that you don't have to reinvent from scratch? Yeah. Speaking of mistakes, I remember one deal we worked on where I was deep into it with a coaching student and you know they'd analyzed you know all the different expense lines and they had year one expenses uh, for taxes of $15,000. And that was right. It was the county taxes. What the student failed to realize was that the city also had taxes of $15,000, right? So on this size deal, I think it almost eliminated the NOI entirely on the deal, right? So how expensive is that mistake? The, the thing about doing these apartment building deals is we're dealing in the hundreds of thousands, often millions of dollars. And a mistake has a couple of zeros attached to it, right? And so if you can go through a process like this and avoid one mistake, you've done very well for yourself, right? So these mistakes can be super costly and having a process can be the way to avoid that mistake. Well, that's exactly right. I, I remember uh, there was a the conversation I had with, uh, let's, let's call him John. And he was talking to me how, uh, how he lost $25,000 on a deal. And I, and I asked questions about it and I just couldn't believe the compounding mistakes that he had made from spending money too early in the due diligence process, from not you know gauging his investors properly to see uh, if we can actually raise the capital, not vetting his partner, like all these things that could be eliminated with with a process. And this is why a process is important. So absolutely. And again, we don't want people having to figure this thing out. And that's why we kind of have the blueprint. Yeah, and, and so we'll be following that process and teaching it on our event. But the the the, the cornerstone of our of our process, right, is the financial tool that we use to analyze deals, the syndicated deal analyzers. So, Michael, share a little bit about what that is, why it's important, and and how it gets used when you're looking at deals. Yeah, so you need a strong financial model when you're doing syndication. Even if you're flipping houses or doing any kind of real estate, you need some kind of financial model. The financial models for anything having to do with investors is going to be more complicated. But we have a tool, like you said, called a syndicated deal analyzer, uh, which you can buy separately. Just search syndicated deal analyzer or just deal analyzer. It's probably the most widely used analysis tool. It's super affordable. There should be no reason for you to create, not use one or create one yourself. Just spend a hundred bucks and be done with it. But the point is, analysis is just the, probably the, the most critical basic skill that you have to develop because you need it for everything. You need it to make offers. You need it to negotiate. Well, what if I do this price? Or what if I get these terms from a lender or during due diligence? What if I find this during due diligence and, and this instruction cost goes up or this expense goes up, interest insurance costs go up, real estate tax go up? How does that affect 
the my investors return. Therefore, you have to you have to get good at this. The good news is it's not complicated, even for people who don't love spreadsheets. You know, it's a, some basic training of spreadsheets make it really easy to answer the question, what is the most I can offer and, and why? But the other thing is is skill. And we talked about confidence, right? So if you know, if you develop the basic skill to analyze deals, it gives you the confidence you need for talking to brokers and talking to investors. This is why it's so critical. You also want to do it uh, quickly and accurately. It can't take you four hours to when you get a marketing package from a broker to say, to come back with an offer. It's got to be done within minutes. Otherwise, you can't analyze enough deals. So that's why analysis is super important. So we spend a lot of time in the boot camp with analyzing this particular case study. Yeah. You know, one thing that I learned from the SDA was I think early on, I would chase the lowest interest rate possible. You know, I would do anything to get, a, you know, 30 basis points lower on an interest rate. And so what we did back in the day was we would, t- we would lock in debt that had big yield maintenance penalties, but it was a little bit cheaper. And what I found is that, you know, let's say I took debt on at three and a half percent and I could have done it, you know, instead of 3.2, right? Well, that 30 basis point difference doesn't really change your your return on the investment. The investment's still a great investment, even if your interest rates are a little bit higher, but you have a lot more flexibility. And that tool helped me realize that. I, I wouldn't have realized that. So that kind of aha moment can make a big difference in how you negotiate, how you structure a deal, and ultimately how you take care of your investors. So those tools can be really important to help you make smart decisions. Yeah, you just got to get started. And analysis is uh, is a critical first uh, first step. Michael, for, for students that are thinking about, you know, doing a deal, what would you say to them when they lack the confidence to take the next step? Yeah, I mean, confidence keeps coming up, right? And and, uh, and and it can hold you back. The other thing we found is that even as someone kind of get, goes out there and starts analyzing deals, which is great, they hesitate to submit an offer. And you're like, what is going on? And it's because they're afraid that the offer might actually get accepted. And one of the main reasons is because they don't have insight into what happens after that point. So let's say the worst, their worst case scenario happens, their offer gets accepted. Like, oh my gosh. And they don't know what happens because they've never, they've never been there before. And therefore, another main value of a, of a simulated first deal is to show people what happens after the contract. Because clearly, that the game just now begins at that point. But it's such a mystery, such a black box. And, and therefore, we now show people what happens. And in, act, in fact, it turns out that it's actually not so bad. There are multiple margins for error. Uh, if you find someone due diligence you don't like, if for some reason you can't raise the capital, and it's like, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, I was afraid of all these things. And even if the worst case were to happen, it's not going to be so bad, but most likely it won't turn out as bad as I think. You know, I, I had a coaching student once who had this exact fear. I was like, what if my LOI gets accepted? And of course, they were very scared to submit LOIs. And I said, well, you know, if your LOI gets accepted, it kind of, I mean, it doesn't mean nothing, but there's still a lot of outs, right? You still have to go under contract. You still have refundable earnest money. You still have due diligence. And when the student realized it, it was like a, a, a switch went off. And they're like, all right. And they just started putting out offers, right? And so that changed their whole demeanor. It changed their whole complexion for how they went about going deals because they knew the process. They knew what was coming up next. So when you when you know what's coming up next, you, you kind of, you have a lot more willingness to move forward on that one. So it just changed the, the student's entire perspective perspective. And of course, that's what we want everyone to do is, is to know what's happening next to understand uh, what are all the different options so, that, so they can make the right smart decisions. 
That's exactly right. So just in kind of summary here, so, so whether or not you're going to the boot camp, here's some, some key takeaways from this episode. Is, number one is you got to educate yourself a little bit. And there's multiple ways to do that. We, of course, have programs and other people have programs. Uh, educate yourself a little bit. And, and that's, that's cool. Uh, but uh, but a lot of people get stuck in the education and knowledge, and they'll just you know want to watch another episode of of something and read another book. Uh, the second step really is to take action and practicing. And this is kind of where we get into the simulation part again, right? So how can you practice, figure out how to practice in a safe environment, right? So we talked about some of the things. How can you talk to maybe friends and family who are not going to invest with you because they don't have the money, but how can you still practice in some way and talking to potential investors? And then really, number three, building a network around you. And that is so key. We talked about some of those elements. So whatever it is for you, figure out what that is. You know, it could be the boot camp. Uh, we talked about it now in, in end of January in Orlando. Uh, you're really going to accelerate that. It's like it's like if you're in the Boy Scouts, right, and you're trying to get all these merit badges done. It's it's really tough to get all these merit badges done. But if you go to summer camp, man, you get like 10 at a time. That is awesome. So this is this is like summer camp for multifamily syndicators right now. So check us out, uh, dealmakerbootcampevent.com. Uh, and if you can't join us, that's fine. Do those three things. Make sure you do those three things in some way, and you're going to be well on your way to doing your first multifamily deal. So Drew, thanks so much for being on the show today. Thanks, Michael. Glad to be here. All right, we forgot to talk about if you're, of course, interested in investing in multifamily syndications yourself, then check us out at nighthawkequity.com. Click the join button, join our investor club, and uh, you can schedule a call. You might even talk to Drew uh, or maybe Garrett or David about some of our upcoming deals. We'd love to have you there. Either way, we want to get you involved, either active investing or passive investing. We'd love to hear from you. And with that, I'll let you go. Check you out in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Take the next step toward financial freedom by downloading the free blueprint on closing your first multifamily deal. Head over to themichaelblanc.com slash blueprint to get the free training.